0: Monday, everybody. Welcome back to the Couchside Judges. I'm Scott Fontana. Follow me on Twitter at Scott underscore Fontana. And I'm Dan Urban. Follow me at the Dan Urban. Follow the
1: podcast at Couchside Judges
0: and uh, subscribe to us everywhere you listen. And you know what? We probably shouldn't waste too much time today because we've got so much to get to. But Dan, read the scoring criteria. Yeah, please do that. Definitely do that. No yeah. one got time for that. Yeah. Let's just jump
1: right into it and wait for the music to What? Music. Yep. There's music here? Don't
0: even wait for it. Oh, there is music. Okay. Dan, we got a lot of rounds.
1: Too many rounds.
0: We got way too many rounds. Judges be wiling, not getting on the same page. I don't talk like that. The judges were crazy all over the place. And we've got so much to talk about. Before we get to it, let's real quick, Dan, just, just quick, quick, quick hit on this. UFC Mexico, PFL versus Bellator. Those were our two. Over in Mexico with the UFC, we had a main event. Close main event, which we're going to be talking about shortly with some contested rounds. Brandon Moreno losing on home turf to Brandon Royval. Where does this leave the two top flyweights? Uh, Royval ahead and Moreno behind. That's true. Yeah. Not really uh, a very substantive uh, thing to say.
1: Yeah, maybe Royval. I don't know if Al Albazi next. I don't know if he gets Pantoja right away.
0: I don't know. I don't think he could get it right away. I think you're right. There probably needs to be something in the middle, but I, I'm not sure. That, that that makes some sense, I guess. Albazi could make some sense to keep busy, uh, especially if they don't know what they're going to do with Pantoja. Moreno does he fall off completely? I mean, this is a close fight. He I did actually fall off. I, mean, I actually scored it for him.
1: He he faded hard. He did. Uh, yeah, I don't know. He'll be probably. I don't know where. Actually, I don't know where it leaves him. It's kind of. He's always in rematches, so I don't.
0: I don't know where it leaves him. Well, it means he's probably got a bunch of people he hasn't rematched yet. I
1: don't know. Ma- Manel Cop maybe? You give him the jump up. That could be oh, my- interesting. Manel Al-
0: Although Manel Cop is basically a ban weight at this point. Oh, is he? Well he just doesn't make weight, but eh, yeah. fly weight, so
1: that is an issue.
0: Pretty much. What about we have here's an idea. We haven't seen this fight before. Brandon Moreno. Davis and Figueredo. <laughs> yeah, great. You like that one? Yeah, let's do it. I think it'd be good. I yeah, think people would like this fight. I, I, think, hope, yeah. I hope we see it. <laughs> <laughs> what about uh, in the co here? And obviously, we're flying along here to try and get to a bunch of rounds. Uh, Brian Ortega, coming back big time, was uh, dug himself a little bit of a hole, comes back, gets a third-round submission. Fifth time he's won in the fifth round in his UFC career, by the way. How far now is he from the title shot? Because realistically, he'd not been on a great streak. He'd been losing quite a bit in the last few years. This is this yeah. is a good this is a good win, but where does it put him? It was a great win. So
1: I think it it does jump him up and he, the way and the way he won was very good. Do you I think, think he has
0: to fight someone like Mosarivluv first? Yeah, he'll
1: probably have to fight one more before getting the title shot. I mean, since Ilya is like, you know, he's the champion that doesn't want to fight now. That's true. So, There's nobody I mean, he actually
0: wants to fight except for Conor McGregor, who doesn't want to fight anybody.
1: He, he wants Conor, and then he's talking about going up for a second belt after one defense. It's like, I, I, I heard he's
0: going up to heavyweight. I
1: don't, I, don't, I don't know what's going on. He's
0: gonna fight. He's gonna fight for the the next interim title at heavyweight. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, I don't know. I, maybe Ortega and Eve Loev makes the most sense. Maybe yeah. for an interim belt. They sure love those. Oh, they do. They do. So I kind of really feel like Max gets the next shot. But then, like you mentioned last week, if he's at 155 and he beats Gaethje at 155, Why is he gonna maybe he stays 40, down. Yeah. He stays there. Yeah. I don't know what's going on.
0: I don't know. The whole thing's in chaos. Ortega was great, though.
1: I was, I was happy to see him back in uh,
0: old form. Yeah, I mean, we really haven't seen him look like this in, in I think a little while. Really the the um the Chan Sung Jung fight. He looked fantastic in that fight. Tremendous. But, but really that even that alone, that fight alone was kinda like one fight out of a bunch where he just looked good. So he's had some kind of like weird performances where sometimes he looks great and otherwise he kind of just doesn't look all that special.
1: Well I mean one was against Falk
0: so who? Volkanovski. Not for not familiar. <laughs> Never heard of him. Um I think we probably, again, just because we've got so many rounds we want to get to on this one, Dan. Mm-hmm. Real quick, PFL versus Bellator. This was a big card. This was this was kind of like, obviously, it kind of lost some luster. We even ended up losing the rebooked Pitbull fight <laughs> because Gabriel Braga did not weigh in. Mm. So we did not have Pitbull. That stunk. Uh, real big blow to a card that had already kind of suffered a little bit along the way from attrition. But what was your takeaway or any takeaways you had from PFL versus Bellator?
1: Takeaways. The most uh, surprising thing was...
0: Impa. Impa Ksanganai. Impa
1: Kisangani getting a, a thing. But then the other most surprising thing was John Jones being on the broadcast, getting interviewed and trying to get tricked into picking a fight with uh, with Francis, which he didn't fall for. And then, you know, Sean O'Connell is telling the UFC, hey, we're not the reason this fight isn't happening. And that was probably the... The most surprising thing. I mean, I don't think, and there was a much surprise that Bellator was was far and away better as far as uh, fighters go. I think the, I think that was a given. So, outside of heavyweight, to, outside
0: of heavyweight. To double check with you, when you say Impec Saginai, you mean the fact that he kept it really close against Johnny Eblin? Yeah. Okay. Yes. All right. Just making sure what you meant that's there. What, you were yeah. like, yeah, Impec Saginai, and then moving on. <laughs> I didn't know what you
1: meant. Yeah, that that's it. I mean, outside of heavyweight, I don't think
0: there was really any. And heavyweight, Chance you never know, PFL right, because so you know, so much power involved in that. You just kind of never know how that mm-hmm. can kind of go, right? Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think the talent from Bellator's roster really shown through. Uh,
1: also, Randy Couture just completely disappearing mid-event. And that was weird. He just went AWOL. He was commentating, and all of a sudden, Dan Hardy's commentating, and Aaron Randy's gone.
0: I didn't notice that because I-, I watched it uh, kind of after the fact, and I was skimming along, yeah, it was... and I wasn't really paying attention to that. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, okay. I wonder and, where he went. And the pacing was surprising. It was surprisingly good. Well, I didn't watch the prelims live, but my understanding is the prelims, or excuse me, the early card, to to quote PFL parlance, mm-hmm. uh, that apparently was terrible. No, in terms of pacing, no, it was no,
1: it was absolutely perfect in pacing. Really, once, once the fight started, they didn't tell everybody that they were doing a half hour pre show oh, before the fight I see, started. I see, I see, I see. which. Aaron Bronstetter you know he put coach in his place after coach tried to put him in his place
0: and then Aaron re-put him in his place that sounds like a to me um yeah I my takeaways were a couple things number one I like that they got rid of some of the extra graphic nonsense that, that they used to keep on the screen all the yeah, time that was good. I hope that that's permanent and not just for this particular card because that was good number two it, there were a lot of complaints about the lighting, it was definitely weirdly dark on these fighters. They're talking about, oh, look yes, at the markings was. on his face. It's yeah, like, well, it's hard to see because they're shadowed.
1: Yeah, I had I struggled with that. I too. think
0: that was had to do with the fact that it was an outdoor setup and it was not particularly well uh, planned out. I guess for that. Thank God it was nighttime in the desert mm-hmm.
1: because it cooled off. It was like ninety something degrees. I imagine that daytime was
0: strategic. there. I. Got it. Absurd to have that a fight outside. Like Hopefully, that. that was at least strategic. Yeah, um, but I I thought the same thing. The roster obviously was was far superior, and I think a lot of people thought it was going to be the Bellator roster would be superior to that of PFL. But for it to actually manifest that way, too, even again with with the surprise, I think the surprisingly impressive performance that song and I put on against Johnny Eblin, because that is that a mix of Eblin maybe fighting down and Kazang and I fighting up? I don't know because maybe, maybe Impa's just better than people think.
1: He's just improving, yeah.
0: Cause so. he is he's still very early in his MMA career. That's the thing that mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people kind of lost track of is when he was fighting in the UFC, he'd only been fighting pro like two years. Yeah. It was very early on. He really might have more in him than we've seen even on this particular night. So hmm. I don't know. It does make a potential rematch in a five round fight interesting, although I don't know what Imp is gonna do. Hopefully he moves over to that Bellator roster and gets to to fight five rounds in, in a title fight or something. I would I would I'd be okay with a rematch. I don't know who else you'd put against Johnny Eblen over in the the, the Bellator international series. Yeah, but Brunson didn't Brunson just lose or did he win that fight? No, I can't he remember. Won. He won that one. I, yeah. I'm I'm now blanking. Yeah. Yeah. It's three in the morning here. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a long day. Uh let's let's get to the unanimity report, my friend, before we get into Like a billion contested rounds. Yep. Uh, PFL versus Bellator. Only 15 rounds on the whole. 12 of them were unanimous. And there were no 9-8 splits. So not not too many. Mm -hmm. Down in Mexico for the UFC. There were 12 unanimous rounds. Out of 25, we had a 48% unanimous rate. Two of these were 9-8 splits. Now look, that alone doesn't mean the judging was bad. But good golly. When you see under 50% agreement, which is very rare, and we look at this, this is very rare, <sighs> it's not ideal. It's just not ideal. Mm. Mm-hmm. But, it, it, you know, you, we obviously, on this show, we dig into why, we look at every individual round, we don't just look at the macro, we gotta look at the micro, so we will get to all 94, by my count, uh, UFC Mexico City rounds, um, or 97, it was something like that, uh- <laughs> We will start, though, with PFL versus Bellator, the earlier card of the evening. A little easier to get through first, I think. And and this, I think, again, people were a little surprised that Johnny Eblen against Impa and I was a close fight. Split decision, 29-28s going each way. Round one was the deciding round here, sir. Let's talk about round
1: one. Yeah, it wasn't a great round of fighting, but Eblen was winning most of it early, at least uh it really took a while for Impa to, to get going and start landing early he was just hitting the arms and the gloves um but he did start finding you know the face and he had that jumping knee at the end of the round he closed the gap he didn't surpass it Ten nine nine eblin
0: i think i'm with you it, it is close though I, th- I think it's totally reasonable that you can go the other way here yeah um but i i do feel good about giving this round to eblin the funny thing is this if you look at this fight as a whole and not as as a segment segmented three round fight, right? Five minute rounds. There's like a five minute-ish stretch from like three and a half minutes in to like eight and a half minutes in where Impikasong and I definitively won that mm-hmm. period. But the rest of the fight was mostly Johnny Eblin. Mm. It's like a weird kind of thing, right? Yep. Um, which is why I think ultimately the fact that Johnny Eblin did get the victory probably represents the better result. Of what happened over fifteen minutes, but you know we don't judge things that way, right? We mm-hmm. Judge them over five minute segments, and uh, yeah, definitely the second one would go to Imbucasanai as it did on all the cards. Johnny Eblen got round three. This being a split round one, I can understand it. We did side of the majority though, you and me, for Johnny Eblen. We sided with judges Ben Cartledge and Hadi Muhammad Ali, mm. original gangster fan. Of the show. Huge <laughs> supporter from early on. I can only say that he he bought ten thousand t-shirts and that I'm making that up. But he was <laughs> one of the early supporters of the show. We 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 always appreciate Hottie. Um Mark Colette was the out judge on this one. Again, nothing wrong with that. Hmm. Let's go on to another split decision on this card. This is from the early card. Yeah. Clarissa Shields got the win over Kelsey DeSantis, split nod. 29 eight's all around once again. This time round three is our decider after round one went to DeSantis and round two went to Shields. What happened
1: here? Yeah, this is the most interesting round of the entire show. And we got a lot of rounds. Um, On the feet, Shields is landing hard. Landing solid. Good body shots. Good to the head. DeSantis uh, appears to be exhausted. Uh, About halfway through, she does get a takedown. Uh, that she she definitely needed that. Probably even a little earlier than halfway through. Uh, I think it was a little earlier than that, too. She moves to mount, and she's landing some good ground and pound. Some miss or get blocked. Not the hardest of shots, but she's throwing a good amount of them, landing a good amount of them. Shields is completely lost. She has no answer except for, you know, hey, can you ring the bell so this ends so I can get up? Uh, I got to side with DeSantis. I think DeSantis edges on the effectiveness. Shields really good on the feet. But I think uh, Shields was in a lot more trouble on the ground than DeSantis was on the feet. 10-9, DeSantis.
0: It is tricky. You make a compelling case for DeSantis, and I can understand why you would go that way. I did go for Shields, and I thought it was... My thinking was that the impact of the strikes on the feet from Shields were more effective than what DeSantis was able to do in close to three minutes on the ground. Because you started to heat up, like, really late in the round. Hmm. Not a whole lot, like very slow build up to kind of doing anything right for for DeSantis. So I can understand how like once you get to that end point, it's like, okay, we're, we're now starting to really see stuff happening here. But I, I, I don't want to discount what Shields did. I sided I with Shields, but I get it. I get the argument 100%. This is a tricky one.
1: Yeah, I'm, it's, it's tricky because I know this doesn't weigh anything, but I mean, DeSantis got out of the bad spot. By getting it to where she wanted, mm-hmm. Shields could not do that. Shields, in real world, doesn't get up until DeSantis says, "Hey, you can get up now." No, I understand that, but I mean that's not really, but that's not really how it works. Either. But also, she got out of what she couldn't get out, what she had to get out of, and Shields
0: didn't. Shields most definitely had no capacity to get out of that situation. But like Cyborg will kill her because, well, yeah, and she's calling her out, and that's a bad call out. Hopefully she means it boxing. Maybe. Okay. I I think boxing might be more realistic. I believe uh, I saw Cyborg's Twitter account or whoever runs it was uh, saying congratulations to the new 165-pound champion for PFL, Clarissa Shields, <laughs> which is which is kind of funny. Uh, I'll, I'll give it. Uh, or, again, whoever's running that account. But, yeah, so I, I was in the majority, actually, on this one. Doesn't make me right, but I, I gave it to Shields. I saw it the same way as judges... Uh, Hadi Muhammad Ali and Brian Miner, you had it the same way as Ben Carlidge mm-hmm. uh, I think we're all in good company. But close, weird, interesting round, and not necessarily fight, but the round. Yeah, <laughs> not the not the fight in the hole. It was you know it was a weird fight. Yeah. Uh, what do you What are you expecting from a couple of more or less MMA prospects? Obviously, Karsha Shields is one of the. She's basically the most accomplished boxer of all time, more or less. You know, you want to, I'm not going into debates with everybody about Katie Taylor and all that stuff. I'm just naming someone who's basically. I don't even know who that is. (laughs) Exactly. Um, But they're, for all intents and purposes, MMA prospects. Okay. And we've probably said too much for that, right? Mm -hmm. Let's go on to our final contested round for BFL versus Bellator. I think probably if we were to guess a fight that would have been on here and also kind of boring it would have been Yoel all oh, against Thiago santos this could have been something that was explosive but more than likely was going to be what it ended up being which was eh, a little a little bit of a slog round one is a split but romero did of course win 30 27 twice and a 29 28 so we're only talking about one round round one in which somebody saw santos actually get the round so what happened in this round
1: well they terrible round uh both guys landed some decent shots not many of them good leg kicks not really much else to say I saw Romero edging it no issue either way
0: I yeah it was the leg kicks from Santos in particular that that gave me this round there's really not a whole lot to say other than it was a typical Yoel Romero feel out round um and we've seen those before and seen one you've seen them all unfortunately so I was in the minority here though I saw uh again with Judge Mark You saw it with Judges Hadi Muhammad Ali and Ben it, Was it, Did you see anything different than Ben We Were you always with Ben? Yes, you uh, were. I don't remember. Yep, no, nope, uh, every single round. The most exciting
1: thing about this was how I said the synopsis in rhyme. Is that right? I did.
0: Did you did you structure it that way on purpose? I didn't.
1: Look at that. But when it I came out. I said,
0: wow, I got bars. An accidental poet, and you didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. See what I did there? Yeah, I, I knew did, I was did. doing that one, to be fair. Um, so that is it for contested rounds, but we do have one more round to get to from PFL versus Bellator because we have a 10-7 watch here. Abdullah al got a second, or excuse me, third round TKO victory over, I'm going to mess his name up, Eduk- Edukandala Rao, TKO. Again, third round. Round two, we are at the point of giving a unanimous 10-8 from Judges Ben Cartledge, Mark Collette, and Hani Muhammad Ali. The question, sir, is this round a potential 10-7?
1: No, not close to a 10-7. Did have overwhelming dominance. Can't argue that. I mean, he he did whatever he wanted, but the damage wasn't to the 10-7
0: degree, neither was the duration. I think you're right. I think, it, especially the damage. Damage mm. is like the most important element of, yeah. of pretty much any assessment. And, with this and he thing, basically right? took the final 20 seconds of the round off. Yeah, that doesn't help. I just stared at him. But nonetheless, a very dominant round. Yes. And sure. a justified eight.
1: Definitely a 10-8.
0: Justified eight. That's where it is. It stops at an eight. I don't think we have any more to say about that fight nor about PFL versus Bellator for the moment anyway. Let's head down to Mako and talk about the 9,742 contested rounds that came out of there. Hmm. Starting with that main event, Brandon Royval getting the win over Brandon Moreno, 48-47 twice for the winner, and a 49-46 going to the loser Brandon Moreno. Sir, not only is this three rounds we're going to be talking about from this fight, this is an alternative decision, sir. We have rounds one and three and five where Brandon Moreno is the majority round winner. Mm-hmm. He loses the fight. There's your alternative decision, my friend. Let's talk about rounds one, two, and three, though. Starting with one,
1: what happened? A uh, very low output, almost zero output for like three minutes. For a, for a, an elite flyweight fight, stunning, like crazy. And you know Herb Dean's—you know, tell him, hey guys, let's let's do something here. It's worked. Uh, I do think Marino got this one. He lands a big left hook and I was like, oh, that's it. He won. Um, but, <laughs> but no, they, they, they picked it up a little bit. Uh, but I do think Marino landed harder. If someone told me they thought rival won, I, I would be, I'd struggle to argue with them. I'd say, all right, I guess, you know, I, that's how you saw it. Really not that much happened. I, I I don't have much else, you know, to, to disprove you. I just think Marino edged it 10, nine.
0: It's, it's, it's a close route. It definitely won where. I think knowing what happened later in the fight, hindsight being twenty twenty, I wonder if Brandon Royval would think to himself, man, I wish I was able to push the pace a little bit more like I did later in the fight. Mm. But he was worried about that that foot, right? Because it kind of- Something happened something with it. Something happened foot. with it. He was worried about hurting it or something like that. It something was either the foot clicking. or the knee or something. Yeah, something was a little strange, right? So that seemed to have obviously thrown him off a little bit. But I, like you, had uh, the round for Moreno. Close round. I saw it. We saw it the same. I should say, uh, as judges Mike Bell and Janitro Camijo, it was Chris Lee who saw this one for Royville. And again, not crazy. This is a close round, one of many in this whole mm-hmm. fight. I, I, I think most of the, the majority of these five rounds are actually close, in my opinion. Yeah. Um. Let's go to round two. Uh, Moreno had a good
1: start to this round, landing good shots to the head. Uh. And as the round gets on, Royville starts to heat up. He starts, you know, finding a success. Good combos with punches, knees on the ground. I know Scott definitely got excited when the go-go got locked in <laughs> briefly. And then <laughs> totally when he transitions nice. to the Elma Plata, I got excited, definitely. Uh, ne- neither really got that close. Yeah. Uh, but Royville definitely was starting to to pull in, you know, settle in a bit in this round. I just think Marino
0: had the edge here again, 10-9. I did too. I. I thought this was one of Moreno's best rounds, actually, especially with the hands. And yes, obviously, there's more to it than just that, right? You talked about all those reasons. But I do think that uh, the hands and, of course, the leg, uh, the, you know, the, the, some of the kicks as well. It's mm-hmm. not less in this round than some other rounds. Um, I thought this was a decent Moreno round. Not that it couldn't go the other way, but I, I liked Moreno here. And I felt comfortable with him. So I, like you, gave it this way. We still had the same as Judge Camijo. Whereas judges Bell and Lee were in the majority, seeing this one for Roivle. Since we didn't agree with them, what does that mean for Judge Camijo? Catch that over. We'll be waiting for you on the other side of the board if the mail service comes through. Mm. We'll see. Probably <laughs> <laughs> round three. I probably thought this was the closest round of the
1: fight. Uh, I thought both guys did really well with their offense. Marino's leg kicks. As you mentioned we're, we're really good. He landed some good stiff one-offs upstairs on Roival. I think Roival was landing the good combos, some good uppercuts, couple of knees. Roival
0: wins a close one, 10-9. I had it that way as well. Um you're right, this is a close round. I'll be honest, I actually thought round 5 was the closest round of the whole fight or like the least the trickiest round to score. Even though all three judges had it for Moreno and I also scored that one for Moreno and me as well. Uh, we both ended up giving the fight to Moreno. I have zero problem with Brandon Royval winning this fight. To be perfectly yeah. oh, honest. Yeah. To be yeah. perfectly honest, I think he fought the overall better fight.
1: I'm a Royville fan. I'm glad he won. You
0: are a giant sc- Royville fan. I
1: scored it for Marina though.
0: I always enjoy talking to Brandon Royville. Yeah. I had nothing against him in any way, but I, I, my card ended up that way to get back to this particular round specifically. Again, we both did have this one for Royville. This is close. Absolutely. hundred percent close. Um, but we sided with Judge Bell, who was the out judge, instead of Judges Camijo and Lee, who saw it for Moreno. That being the case, what does that mean for Judge Bell? Couch shot over. My, oh, oh, my. This was quite a fight. Good fight. This is, this is like a really interesting judging fight, too. It started like it was going to be a stinker. Uh, but they picked it up. I was never worried about that. I know these guys. I was They're... always, I'm always worried about that. No, no, no. You don't worry about it with these guys. You shouldn't worry about these. But worry about it next no. week. We got the heavyweights.
1: Come on, why'd you ruin the mood?
0: I'm just saying, it's the truth. <laughs> it's the truth. We're gonna get to it later. All right, we'll we'll table that for now. Let's go over to one of the many split decisions we talked. There are like five split decisions between the two events. It was just nuts, like the, the craziness that was going on here. And this fight in particular for SZM got the win over Claudio Pueyes. 30-27, 29-28, and then going the other way at 29-28. Every single round has a split. We got to talk about this whole fight, which is always Dan's favorite activity.
1: I guess these rounds would probably get put into that, you know, control versus damage type rounds. Mm-hmm. I guess.
0: Are we still tracking that or not? I think we should. Yeah. Yeah. These I, might be the first ones that go into it. Well, honestly, I think you could probably say the same thing about the, um, the Chloris Shields fight. Yeah, you can put that I, in. I that think too. that's fair. I think it's absolutely fair. Um, that was kind of a different fight. It though. is, but it's also it's ground. You're still weighing ground. You know, it's, it's, I know, but I know, I get it.
1: It's much different.
0: I don't know. Than this baloney. We'll deal with that later. You and I can figure out the semantics of that later. Yeah. Let's talk about round one of uh, ZM Pueyes.
1: Yeah, ZM. Uh, he had the more effective offense. Uh, he did get taken down, but Poyas didn't do anything with any of the positions he earned. Uh, ZM dropped him uh, with a right-hand Followed up with, like, I don't know, six hammer fists. Very
0: savagely, but like yeah. for, like, seven seconds. And like, that was, like, it. It's it.
1: I'm I'm done. It's like,
0: I'm done. I'm going to give <laughs> uh, you a
1: break. You're going to get back in now. Again, Poyas gets taken down again. Uh, looked for some subs. Was trying to find a Kimura. Couldn't find it. Uh, didn't get close. I guess and maybe I can understand a small argument for pants, players. Maybe. I prefer for ZM. so that's why I scored it for Zim.
0: Yeah, it's there's enough there that it's not like, come on, what are we talking about here? But yeah, I I think definitively the more effective work is done, even even in more brief doses, mm. by Zium. Yeah. It's just, it, Pueyes just needs to do more with his opportunities than he does. So, I, I feel good about my score. But, but, again, it's not the craziest thing mm. to go the other way. So, you and I were on the same page as judges Mike Bell and Chris Lee. The local judge, Raul Salas, saw this one for Pueyes. Mm. Let's go to round two.
1: Again, I think Ziam was the more effective fighter. Pueyes had good offensive opportunities, got to mount, landed a solid elbow. Uh, and then he stopped doing that. Um... Yeah, hey, why do that? <laughs> why do more of that? He was on the back briefly, had like a side naked choke attempt. Uh, Zium shook him off, got
0: on top. Also some... like a front uh, naked choke at some yeah. point, too. <laughs> and then it was like a not anything <laughs> like, oh, choke. Oh, no, now I'm in guard. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is all uh, this is now.
1: <laughs> uh, Zium uh, landed some good shots from the ground and pound to end the round. He puts That put it over for me.
0: 10-9 I actually did go the other way here in this case. I, I didn't quite think Ziem was able to do as effective work as he had in that first round, whereas I thought Poyas was able to do just a little bit more. Yeah, that's fine. And, and it became a much closer round. This one certainly could go either way, and, and I had it for Poyas. You had it for, for Ziem. That's fine. Uh, only Judge Lee agreed with me, whereas Judges and Salas and Bell saw it your way. Let's go to round three.
1: Early Playus is stuck in a pretty tight guillotine. He escapes it. I think it was a mounted guillotine at one point. Uh, but then Playus does get on top again. Doesn't do much at all with his uh, position. ZM ends the round on top again, landing some punches. Puyas had good control, but you know not all that much uh, effective offense.
0: So I went for ZM 9 That's the tricky thing with with players, is he's just not doing enough. With his opportunities. And he seems to think that what he is doing is enough. And he's obviously mistaken. Because when you look at all these three rounds. The majority round winner every single time. Even though they're all split. Ziem. Two judges for Ziem. Two judges for Ziem. Two judges for ZM.
1: He went to the Chell Sonnen School of Grappling. Oh, I got on top. All right. Let me catch my breath. <laughs> I don't know how many times Shell said that on the PFL broadcast. The guy on top. They need to take a minute to catch their breath. He just kept saying that.
0: It, a lot of what Chael says is a little outdated. He used to say some really insightful stuff, and, I, and sometimes he still does, but a lot of stuff is just kind of, it's almost like, was, old, it's almost like old school. He was it's trying really to be one.
1: antagonist. To well, the, he loves to do that. To the other, he was trying, I think he either, he realized they weren't going to bite, or was told, hey, relax. Cut it out. Because he's like, hey, I don't want to say anything, guys, but that's uh, one nothing, and, and uh, Scott Coker just texted me, one down, five to go. <laughs> and they didn't really
0: they didn't really fight. I imagine that was part of the... <laughs> part of the <laughs> That's funny. I missed that. sometimes I wasn't listening. Um, but yeah, so I, we both had ZM in this one, in round three, uh, to be more clear. We were with Judges Bell and Lee, same as round one. Judge Salas was on his own, so he was on his own two out of these three, thus accounting for uh, the 29-28 going the other way. Mm-hmm. This... Overall, this is a ZM fight. It's just, plays just, every step of the way, he's just not doing enough. It's not enough. He just got, you got to do some more there. And I think he sometimes sells out for like hoping he's just gonna get the one sub that ends it, and it just if it doesn't work, he's got nothing. Mm. You know, it's not a great way to fight. <laughs> anyway, that that's it for that fight. We can move on to another set of multiple rounds in a split decision. Felipe dos Santos, who got the win over Victor Altamirano. Twenty nine, twenty eight, twice for Dos Santos, and then going all the other way, thirty, twenty seven for Alta Rounds two and three are the rounds where Alta is the minority selection by Judge Miguel Jimenez, local judge. Let's talk about round two to start.
1: Round two, I thought Alta uh was pretty good. He knocked down Dos Santos with a body kick early. Uh, he landed some decent strikes while on top. From his takedowns, I thought Dos Santos had a couple sporadic moments where he landed pretty hard. It's a, a decently low output round, uh, but I got it for Alta Moreno, 10-9.
0: Yeah, I, I, just, I gave a little more weight, I guess, to Dos Santos' success there, so I did go for him yeah. in this case. I, yeah. Just That's like the, the majority of the judges, Judges Mike Bell and Janitro Camille. I'm in good company there. Yeah, you're fine. You, nothing wrong with going the other way, as you did, uh, agreeing with Judge Jimenez uh, for Alta Moreno.
1: Yeah, these they, these were not the most entertaining fights. That
0: the pa- these last two we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. There there was there was hit and miss. Mm. I mean, really on both cards, especially on the early card of of uh, PFL or mm-hmm. PFL tour, that was that was very hit or miss. Uh, the the pay per view portion was pretty solid. Yeah, pay per view was. Great. I would I would say, um, and then uh, certainly parts of of UFC Mexico City were also pretty terrific too. Yeah, they were. Um. Again, hit or miss. <laughs> Let's go to round three, though, of uh, Dos Santos and Altamirano.
1: I do think this was a good round. This was a pretty fun round. Mm-hmm. Early Dos Santos uh, gets the back, has a pretty tight rear naked choke, or so it seems. Uh, Altamirano escaped on the feet. I thought they were both landing some decent shots, but I thought Santos was definitely harder. Uh, so in my opinion, it's him in a pretty close round.
0: Yeah, I also went for FDS here. Um, and again, we, we agreed a majority here. Judges Bell and Camijo. But this one, again, it's not crazy just because we're kind of, you know, sometimes we single out the local judges Mm -hmm. as being the ones that, you know, are out of step because what maybe they don't have as many reps or that kind of thing. I don't know if that's the case or not, but I think Miguel Jimenez can stand uh, behind each of his scores Mm -hmm. in this fight. It's reasonable. Mm -hmm. And that's it for this fight, we have one more split decision to get to, but not one more fight because we have 7,000 more rounds to go. (laughs) <laughs> i keep adding i keep adding to the total let's go to jesus aguilar got the win over Mateus mendonza split decision 29 28 all around we're split on number one here this is the decider what's happening?
1: uh both guys had a lot of su- uh, grappling su- grappling success but with not much to show for it mm-hmm. not much scorable offense outside of you know just getting the position uh, I thought Aguilar wins with the few strikes that he does land on the ground. I really don't recall Medonza having much offense outside of just takedowns.
0: I don't, I don't recall much anything really. I guess I just saw his his grappling as more effective, and I didn't think he took that bad of damage.
1: Him, so. Maybe he had like he like had an armbar setup at the end. I don't know. Terrible round of fighting.
0: It's not a great fight or a great round, I should say. Anyway, <laughs> um, I had Mendonça, but yeah, uh, hey, hey, I agreed with Derek Colon. Solid judge, I feel like I'm, um, I'm on decent legs here. Mm. Not a great round, though. Like you said, you agreed to win the majority though with judges Horacio Lopez and Mike Bell. Okay, and it didn't matter. Aguilar got the win anyway. So, um, let's move on though from that one. Let's head over to the co-main event. Back to Ortega and Yair Rodriguez. This fight did end in the third round. I believe I mentioned earlier, it was a an arm triangle submission, right? Yes. Did I put that down right? Yes, it was an yeah. arm
1: triangle. T-city.
0: It's been a long day. Duh. T-city. More more for triangle, All, right? any triangles. Any triangles. Does he play the triangle too? I think he does. Okay. That's cool. Is he like big on the uh what's what's, what's the Pythagorean theorem? That's the one. With Pythag-
1: Pythagorean theorem. Pythagorean theorem. A squared plus b squared equals c squared. That's right. He should yeah.
0: get that tattooed on himself somewhere. He should. <laughs> Maybe he does. Maybe he has it already.
1: Well, that's how, he, that's how he tells the kid's dinner's ready. He hits the triangle that's hanging outside the oh, door. Oh, I like it. I like yeah. it.
0: That's what, I should start doing that. <laughs> My kid likes math. Uh- <laughs> anyway, we're going to talk about both of the first two rounds. And in a weird situation where we don't have this very often, both of the rounds we're talking about from one fight are eight, nine splits from the same judge yep. that go each way. Mm-hmm. We might never talk about this again. It's it's a rarity. This is a very this is a very much a unicorn. We've talked about ten seven splits and we haven't talked about something like this. Mm. So yeah, let's talk about both rounds one and two about the degree to which, starting with round one, Yair Rodriguez won. So what's happened? Well, first off, Ortega hurts himself before the round starts. That's not scoreable.
1: It's not scoreable now. <laughs> <laughs> just in, just uh, something to keep an eye on. Yeah yeah. Anyway, Ortega looks decent for like the first minute and then he gets rocked. His his, his nose is is busted. Uh even in between re- uh, rounds like listen, do not blow that nose or you're you're finished.
0: Also the the uh, idea of Brian Ortega being rocked in a fight has been very common mm, in the last few years. Gets he gets hurt a lot. Gets gets dropped then in the rush he gets
1: smashed into the cage while he's trying to get a single. Uh Rodriguez landed a lot of strikes here. Uh, wasn't able to finish him because Ortega hangs tough, and he finally does get it to the ground, uh, by, like, being in the guard. Trying to look for the triangle, never gets it. Eventually- Didn't put in the right, uh, theorem. (laughs) Eventually ends up on top to end the round, uh, in mount, landing some strikes. I think he fought back to earn the nine, so I'm
0: 10-9. Yeah, I'm- I'm with you. I think you could certainly make a case- for Rodriguez having done enough for an eight early on because the damage is pretty high, but yeah, I, I I do think that there's a semblance of fighting back that is worth giving him the nine. I think he earned not having to go down two points to start, but it's defensible. Mm-hmm. I think it's I think an eight is defensible here, but I like a nine. Mm-hmm. So you and I are both in the majority here with judges Eric Colon and Rick Winter. It was Mike Bell who is our uh, eight a for this fight as he will be in the second round as well. Again, judges are all going the same way, except this time we're talking about Ortega's success. Mm-hmm. Again, very strange turn of events here. Let's talk about it. What's happening in round two. Ortega
1: shoots and he gets stuck in a, in a guillotine. Uh, so he has to fight that off first. He's on top. Rodriguez is landing some of these hammer fists from his back. And I think a couple of them are pretty hard, pretty good ones. Um, uh, but Ortega's throwing elbows and punches. He's got the weird like uh Rodriguez is posting up on like on on uh his throat or shoulder area, and he's just like doing these little uppercuts from top, which is weird. You don't really see that often. Uh some good shots there, some big elbows that you know opened up a cut under the eye of Rodriguez. I was never really close to going to an eight. I guess the damage is solid damage. I don't think there's much dominance there. I I felt Yair was content being there. At one point, he does recover guard, closes the guard. He's never really trying to get to the feet. I don't think he's he's dominated. Um, but I, I guess you can get there. If, I mean, the damage is good, and that's the most important one. So I I don't
0: know. I, I'm I'm just a nine. I'll be honest. Uh, an eight just didn't occur to me for this one. I'm yeah. I'm I'm really not. I'm having a harder time seeing the eight here. It's a good round, yeah. definitely. It's it, this would be like a like a CSJ eight, right? Yeah, we would have scored us an eight for CSJ in, in in uh in the format we use, which is a little more liberal, right? But I don't I don't think that makes it necessarily a ten eight and a half. I think it's just like I think it's just like a good nine. That's about yeah, it. Yeah, it was
1: a strong strong round.
0: Solid, solid nine. But yeah, I don't I don't, I don't love it. I don't love it. Um, not to that's put Mike Bell under fire for for an eight we disagree with again. It's not nearly as uh rough as the one that happened. Near the end of last year, with the Alexa Grasso and Valentino Checo fight, it is not to that degree. But I, I, I still just don't really see mm. it, to be perfectly really honest. But I'll give him the first one. The first one I could see. That's a little closer. That's it for that fight. We have again seven thousand nine hundred forty two more to go. Actually, we only have two left. Yes, yeah, just yeah two. we covered the other seven thousand nine hundred forty. We're speeding these. We're speeding we, through we, this we one. We kind of are actually. <laughs> this is ending up being a shorter show because we've been flying through so much. Um. Let's get to, again, the penultimate round of the evening. Daniel Zellhuber got the win over Francisco Prado. Unanimous nod, 2 29-28s and a 30-27. The first round is the only one we're talking about, which means actually Zellhuber lost that round. Let's talk about that. whenever you're ready. Fun round. Prado threw caution to the wind, got inside to land his shot.
1: Zellhuber made him pay for coming in, but you know Prado made it worthwhile while he was in there. Uh, Good kicks from both sides, good punches. I think Prado's slightly more effective.
0: 10-9. And I thought Zell Huber was a little bit more effective. That's about it. Bam. I think we nailed Done. that. Uh, The judges on that one, we should also point out, sir. You agreed in the majority with Miguel Jimenez and Genitro Camillo. I saw it with Rick Winter. All right. And it doesn't matter because Zell Huber won the other round. This was the fight of the night, too. Yeah,
1: it, it should have got fight of the night. It was a good one. Solid fight. Solid
0: fight. The main event, though, was I thought it was pretty good. main event was good, too. Obviously, it took a little bit to kind of build up. That first round was was a bit of a feeling out round. But mm-hmm. by the end, I mean, that was a real big burn, barn burner. And it mm-hmm. was a close fight. I think something like that usually gets the nod. So I was a little surprised. Yeah. But I mean, here we are. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Okay. <laughs> uh, our last round, final round. We have made it. We covered 9,442,806 rounds to get to here. Howney Barcelos got the win over Christian. Quinones round three submission by a rear naked choke. round two is our split dan take us home
1: what a slug fest both guys smacked each other but i think barcelos got the better reactions had slightly more immediate impact 10-9 barcelos
0: i liked him here too i i thought i thought he was definitely a little bit more impactful with those strikes um you could go the other way sure it's not it's not crazy but i had uh i had to agree with you and with judges raul salas And Janitro Camijo, Rick Winter was on the island on his own. Sorry, Rick, we just didn't see your one. All right, we made it. We did. We did. Phew. Yes, that was. Pat ourselves (laughs) on the back. (laughs) Anyway, Um, we have a lot of finishes actually. As a result, too, we had six finishes at each of these cards: PFLator and UFC. Four K, four TKOs, excuse me, and two submissions over in Saudi Arabia. Three fights ended in the first round. Over in Mexico, it was one TKO and five submissions. Boom. Also three fights ended in the first round. Dan, out of 12 finishes on two cards and two continents and three promotions? Really two, but but three. What was your favorite?
1: T-City arm triangle. Yair holding it a little bit long by accident, you know, pulling the BJ pen and Babalu. Let me just hold it a tad longer, but I, just, I honestly don't think he heard uh, Mark Goddard telling him to stop. And also, Yair's tap was very faint. Well, you know, Mar- Mark looked. Goddard
0: was actually he he posted about this because someone was talking about this afterward. He posted that there was there was really nothing to it. It was just mm-hmm. you know he he respects Brian, thinks he's a good guy, and and probably was just kind of holding it a little too long, but mm-hmm. but like maybe in the moment more than anything, you know. Mm-hmm. Not and you could tell right away. He, you know, me, a culpa, my fault. Brian mm-hmm. Brian Ortega was not trying to be dirty like yeah. that. They they like each other, yeah. you know. There was not bad blood here, so I I I think certainly it doesn't seem like this is something that's gonna linger. I don't think so. Which is good. You wouldn't want that to mar but, a, a good fight and a good finish, impressive, you know, and a good performance. Impressive win. Super super great. Um, good call. I like that mm-hmm. one. In yours. I went uh, over on the PFLator side, Vadim Nemkov, the former Bellator light heavyweight champion, moved up to heavyweight, had a really nice finish of Bruno Capeloza, the former winner of the PFL heavyweight season, uh, who definitely looked smaller than Nemkov, it's worth pointing out, Uh, but he put Capeloza to sleep with an arm triangle of his own, Mm -hmm. and Capeloza was just just a, a piece of meat lying on the mat. It was, it was, that was a quite a, a choke yeah. out. And he kind of got there because he was in a little bit of trouble, right? Like on the feet, yeah. Kapalotsa was actually starting to find a little bit of damage and, and created a, a welcoming situation Probably, for Nemkov a little bit. I
1: felt he landed one good shot and Nemkov was like, oh, not enough of this. Exactly. Yeah. Enough of this. It's over
0: he didn't land many of either, and Nemkov was mm-hmm. really dominating the fight for yeah. most of it. He didn't really take a whole lot of damage, but it was almost like well, one was enough. Let's just take it down, and, and once he got it there, I mean, good golly, <laughs> he knocked in that choke, and it was, and he was out very quickly. Did you watch? That was a tight one. Did you
1: watch the aftermath of this, or did you just go to the next fight? I did
0: not watch the aftermath. The, so inside
1: the cage, there's these two cornermen: Fedor, Mike Tyson. Never and, heard of them. And Nemkov and Chale is going crazy. He's like, "I wish that was me. I wish that was me taking this picture." This is just a legendary picture. You got the goat and the other goat, and I'm sure two guys that are pretty nice. And he couldn't he wouldn't stop talking about it. <laughs> okay. While the camera just showed these these five taking a picture. And I do want to mention if T City didn't get this finish, my favorite submission would have been AJ McKee's uh leg triangle armbar.
0: I, I weighed that one, too. I, I actually almost picked that one. That was really yeah. good on Clay Collard. That was solid, but that doesn't... Very good fights, though, over on yeah. over there. I, on that, It's unfortunate that that card didn't become what it was supposed to be, because they built it up. It's like six divisions, six champions. They only ended up with two champion versus champion fights, one of which was in, not even the champion of their own division fighting the champion of the other division. It was so, very...
1: It sounds like they're doing this event every year. I... That's what Kyle, There that's
0: what is no saying. way that they can make this work. They couldn't make it work the first year. I know. There's no need for it. I really hope they don't do it again, to be perfectly honest. I hope at some point they realize, let's just merge the rosters and get rid of the season format and allow everyone to do elbows. Just, make it like a regular fight thing. So much better. It would be way better if they did that. Stop with the gimmicks. No one needs that anymore. <laughs> you, you're you second place. Just do normal stuff. Don't be weird. Don't be the weird guy. <sighs> Anyway, and also, please put some lights on these fighters. <laughs> Keep them indoors. That is it, though. That That is it for all of the myriad fights that happened over the weekend. We can now look ahead to a more normal weekend that actually goes off at a very early time. 4 p.m. Eastern Time main card UFC. Vegas 87 back in the UFC apex where there are no fans and no fun and no compelling main events such as this one. Jazir and your strike against Shamil Gaziev at heavyweight. Everyone loves a heavyweight main event. And by everyone, I mean, no one. I think this one would be quick though. You say that. And then we're going to be talking about three contested rounds from this fight in which seven strikes were landed cumulatively across all three. Why did you bother saying that? What's the matter with you? Well, I'm going to push it a little further. Gatsiev only has one decision
1: mm-hmm. in his whole career. Yeah. So maybe we'll get two. Almost cursed. <laughs> you don't even know what you're doing anymore. You're just you're just throwing things against the wall. Rosenstruck is getting taken down and he's getting submitted or or TKO'd. That's it. Round one, it's over quick.
0: We won't have to talk about it unless it's your favorite finish. I mean, for goodness sake, it better be that. Don't <laughs> you mess this up. I don't want to talk about this fight next week. <laughs> I really don't. If it, it'd be great if we somehow could get through without even mentioning this fight. Somehow. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's capable, If we're capable of doing that, but let's give it a shot. Let's see what we can do. Come on, that, judges. Don't mess up. <laughs> uh, other, I actually like a lot of the other fights on the card, though, to be perfectly honest. There's a few that I really like. Uh, Alex Perez against muhammad makayev this is a big step up for makayev it's a good one he's finally really arrived at 125 fighting some of the bigger guys but perez has not been as active in recent years Uh, he's i think he's had some health issues that's kind of kept him out if i recall um which is unfortunate because he did once challenge for the title uh but but this is a good it's a nice step up for makayev this puts him in the in the the realm of you're really only fighting the best at this point um i like this fight i like umar nomaga even though I don't know that uh, Bekzat Al Makan is the right matchup. I'm probably saying that name mm-hmm. wrong, but maybe they just couldn't get anyone to fight him. I believe that, especially after he pulled out of the last fight. And I think that kind of rubs some of the top guys the wrong way. Mm-hmm. It's like, why do you want to take this fight if he's not even going to show up? Yeah. You know, there's a lot of uh, risk reward, even with him coming to the right place. So he probably needs to get this fight under his belt before he can get another top fight. Um, but nonetheless, I'm always interested to see how Umar. Is progressing. Mm-hmm. Let's see where that's at. And who knows? Maybe, maybe, uh, maybe there's a surprise here, right? Yeah. Matt Schnell against Steve Ersig. That should be a fun hundred thirty five or excuse mm-hmm. me, hundred twenty five pound matchup as well. Pretty much anything hundred thirty five and below is gonna be fun for me. I'm I'm always up for that. More of that. I did like that this whole card that we passed by in Mexico City. They were billing it as five flyweight fights, but in one of them, neither guy made 126 <laughs> pounds, so we're kind of fudging that a little bit. But either way, the effort was there. Nothing over 155. I, somebody, and I I, I believe it might have been Dan Stupp, if I'm not mistaken, said this was uh, WEC Mexico City, oh. and I liked that. That made okay. me happy.
1: <laughs> and you actually, in this card, you're getting Raul uh, Rosas and Ricky Tercios. That's right. The fight that I had
0: said was going to be contested rounds candidate. Yep. I cursed. Didn't even happen fight because didn't of even some, happen. some sort of illness that uh, took over Raul Rosas Jr. Mm-hmm. Like we said, like Dan said, it is going to kick to this event. They're saying hopefully everyone feels well. Yeah. Make him cut weight twice in, in a week. That sounds good. That's <laughs> probably really good. <laughs> By the way, whenever I see Raul Rosas Jr., he looks like he's, like, 9,000 pounds, and he's just, like... I met him in person. Yeah. I'm
1: definitely heavier than him. Okay. Um,
0: he's, he's a pretty big kid, though. He just looks huge. Like For, for, for whatever reason, yeah. like, the way they light him or the way they, they put people next to him or something like that, he just looks massive. I know okay. he's a band of weight. I yeah. get it. He's probably more of a flyweight or featherweight, excuse me, if we're being honest, right?
1: That's well, I mean, he's he's eighteen years old. He probably will be a featherweight, maybe not a lightweight at some point. So
0: maybe even next week. Yeah, hopefully, yeah, they should do it up. I hope they're doing it up, but I don't know if they are or not. There, that detail was left out Mm -hmm. when they announced that. Uh, My actual contested round candidate for this week is Eric Anders against Jamie Pickett.
1: Well, you can't go wrong there.
0: Middleweights, Eric Anders. It seems seems kismet. There were there any (laughs) other fights on this card you were looking forward to? Nah, I'm good. I think we named them. But this again that's some decent fights there. It's just not it, the main It could event. yeah. I mean the top of the card is just like alright. We're not even trying here. What if we just like turned it off right before we got to the to the end? Just pretended it didn't happen. <laughs> well no, I still gotta watch. Do we though? I don't know. I guess we kinda do.
1: Alright, that does it. We'll be back again next week for another Apex show. Yeah. Uh We'll see. Maybe we won't have as many rounds, hopefully.
0: Good. I mean, we can't have more than this, right?
1: <laughs> no way. Uh, this, yeah, this, this might be the, the most we do for the whole
0: year. It might be. <laughs> Thanks for listening. Thanks for sticking it out, y'all. Have a great week.